Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Evelyn, and this is another hidden episode. I told you guys earlier that I'm peeling the onion today on all different kinds of wonderment, all different kinds of life's greatest mysteries. And in this podcast, as you know, I try to conquer some of the most outstanding obstacles. I also try to uncover some of life's most intricate mysteries. And on top of that, I try to reach goals, goals that are some attainable and some not. Some are above and beyond expectation and some are just to calm down the inner psyche and understand where and why it all comes down where it all comes from, where this origination occurs. And in that, I sometimes stumble over something that seems astronomically ridiculous or maybe even uh, crazy to some. But it's all in the eye in the beholder. It's like saying that something is weird. Have you ever said something is weird and someone has turned to you and said, it depends on what you consider weird. Maybe your weird is my normal. And you're just like, okay, cool because it's true. It's true. It's all in the eye and the beholder, right? And especially if you're tap dancing within the realms of my mind, you would probably find a lot of what is positioned in the corners of my mind is a little bit out there, a little bit uh, next level uh, and different than the um, quote unquote run of the mill type of thinking. And some people really identify well with me with that. And it's a lot of my listeners actually. So if I'm going to be including a lot of Easter eggs on a certain day or another, it's usually for a reason. And those who identify with me uh, will understand the reasons behind their, um, their answered curiosities. So in this final Easter egg for today... I am going to be including uh, the psychological significance of the horoscope. Now, a lot of you will find that I ask you when your birthday is in conversation or I write down when people's birthdays are just because I was never a big horoscope person. I thought that they were kind of like the uh, chain letter, if you will, of thought processes. They couldn't have any form or trend of truthness to them whatsoever. The mood ring when I was eight that I would buy from the penny candy store that I would stare at and wait for it to change color because I was in a good mood, darn it, and I wanted it to show. But unfortunately, it would just stay this weird color of green, which meant that I was angry when I wasn't. And so I always figured that a horoscope or a psychic reading or something like that must be all false because it wasn't backed by any kind of science. But in the modern days that we live in, we are starting to find more and more that some of these energy placements or thought processes can be explained. And if they've been explained in the past hundreds of years ago through certain experiments or ideologies, they're now being risen to the surface and proven as such in a factual type of scenario, which I think is entertaining, if nothing else. And if it has that barrier of truth, it really resonates with me. I sometimes find myself sitting back and like staring at my phone or the publication that I'm reading, wondering how I went all of my life without realizing that there was some truth that stood behind some of these ideas and processes. Horoscopes are one of them. 
So in the last couple years, throughout the examination of this whole podcast and everything it represents and my life and uh, all the matters of the in-between, I've taken a really good look at how the astrological uh, world that we live in every single night and day, uh, how it correlates with our mood and our functions and who we are and what we think about and how often we think about those things. And is it like a magnetic transfer? Is it something that we're destined for? Is destiny even a thing? And through that, I figured we'd peel the onion a little bit today in a hidden episode uh, on the psychology and significance of the horoscope. Turns out our astrological signs say a lot about us and who we are. And some of them are spot on with who I am. Not even kidding. Sometimes I read them and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did they know? Sometimes, of course, depending on who they're written by, it's just a bunch of fooey. But some of them can actually tell you how a person is, who they are, how they handle themselves, and it's usually exactly how they are. I get a lot of people that come to me and they say, what is your sign, right? And it's not just the bull or, uh, you know, anything like that. They want to know if you're earth or if you're fire, water, what element sign you are, right? Because those elements are directly connected to the full moons, The full moons are usually a couple months behind those sign energies. The sign energies are deeply affected or impacted by those as well. Now, on the days where we've got a full moon, you'll notice that the tide of the ocean changes. The mood of people across the country or countries change. And that is either a crazy coincidence, which I think is interesting, or it's got some subtle truths behind it. What are those subtle truths? And does it take knowing an astrologist in person to figure out what those truths are, right? So, the horoscope, as is well known, shows the positions of the planets at the time of birth. From these patterns, one can extract individual characteristics and psychological developments through certain rules and its laws. It is not yet understood why this should be so, but one can directly establish the definite operation of such interaction between planetary configurations and human conditions. It is important to us that the horoscope represents the human being as a subjective center in its property value position within his environment. In view, the horoscope is symbolically translated to picture the human being and the world in which they live. It shows a subjective view of the person and how they see themselves, even if it may be mostly subconscious. The horoscope is the measure of their world, which they are the center of, and it becomes the symbol of their existence. For astrology-oriented psychologists, the horoscope becomes an excellent diagnostic tool which can quickly and reliably establish an individual's problems. In an example of a horoscope, we can grasp the whole drawing in one look. We have a graphical structure before us which consists of different elements but can be taken within our senses. It begins to speak to us graphically in the same way we can view a human being standing in front of us taking them in with our senses. Just as some people have the perception to show quickly from first impressions to another person's makeup. In the horoscope, we know five principal elements. The inner circle, which is the center. 
When we contemplate the example chart, we can assume the true essence of the human being is the circle in the middle. This is where we look for a person's potential. The center has many names. Some call it a soul, a psyche, anima, or atman. Others call it spirit, a higher self, or a monad. In Indian philosophy, the life-giving center is called the divine spark or forehead. In the Greek and Christian cultures, we associate it with the eltelechi. In reality, we cannot describe and understand this essential core in satisfactory human terms. This is why we leave this circle in the center open, and we do not draw aspects through it. The horoscope is written around this circle. Symbolically, when a person is born, the circle begins to beam energies in all directions, as you can see from a drawing that looks like the eye. From this center, it's grown into the world and becomes and becomes everything that it should be. Number two, the aspect structure. The energies radiating in all directions first meet with the aspect lines of the overall aspect picture. Think of the eyeball, the retina, the pupil. This aspect picture thus has a very central meaning. It works as a basic circuit plan or reaction pattern for the individual's vital energies. Psychologically, it is the human being's portrait of awareness, and from it we can see the basic orientation that the individual takes in life. It shows the directions wherein its main interests and essential concerns lie, and what we want to make of the life, even without knowing consciously about it and how and where it chiefly applies its energy. Immediately, we can see from the central aspect configuration of the potential talents that are within an individual. The ones that can be developed and used, and the ones that will present difficulties. It can also be seen Latin talents that cannot be expressed because they are not connected optimally with the whole circuit plan. They are connected but are standing aside, as for example, the Sun and Pluto in an example chart. Number three, the planets. The energies coming from the central core are being transferred and distributed through the lines of the aspect picture between planets, which are situated individually in a horoscope circle. Planets are the real tools of the core being, abilities and quality of the fundamental kind. Signs of the zodiac. The signs of the zodiac connect us with cosmic qualities. They are a cosmic reference system representing the laws and order of nature, giving a spiritual implant to the individual organs of planets. Only in this combined formulation can core human energies confront reality and nature. Personal characteristics develop in the process. In the signs, we see hereditary predispositions, the genetic structure transferred to us from parents, grandparents, the race. From the positions of the planets and the signs, we can deduce through the specific sign qualities just which tendencies are inherent in the planets themselves, the individual functions. And then finally, the houses. The houses represent real intangible light situations in the areas of their detailed experience and activity. In contrast to the unique core structure of the individual aspects, which are planets and signs, houses are an exterior not primary influential configuration reference. The house formation begins only with birth, and the individual deals with it all of its life. The individual begins to live only when they become aware of this environment. That's why the house system is of great importance to the consciously alive human being. It shows how the environment influences him and how he reacts to it. 
an individual is sensitizing. When one is born, one arrives into a life situation. First in the family, then in school, one meets with certain surroundings, a definite location, a social stratum, religious and political directions. All these influence the child and form its character. The configuration reference of one house's system will be stamped into behavior traits throughout the upbringing and the personal environment. The environmental factors influence the child singularly. It's being conditioned. The resulting formulation is a strong or weak personality, a strengthened or limited self-awareness, and an individualist or a follower. These reciprocal interactions between the central core, which is circle and center, the core energies are functioning organs, organs, which is the planets, the signs as cosmic stimulators and modifiers in the different life arenas, which are houses, together make up the entire human being. The entire human being. It is of greatest importance to always see the whole. The inclination is to give more weight to the surface reality, which is anchored in the character, but is formed from outwardly influenced personality traits. It's easily forgotten that the inner human being is just as important, maybe even more so. When we analyze a horoscope and therefore human being, we must always try to recognize the whole human being, his inner and outer dispositions, his spiritual as well as his practical predisposition, and only then are we able to truly understand him and able to give effective help. With that being said, I'm going to go to a quick break. And uh, then we'll get back and we'll talk about some of the astrological signs in their entirety. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this secret episode. I've had secret episodes all day today. Um, But... We are kind of delving into the world of astrology right now. And in doing that, you can't have one without the other. So today I'm also going to talk to you about the zodiac signs, star sign days, traits, what they mean, kind of giving you an idea of what to expect whenever you meet someone new or you know someone, you want to know a little bit more about their character. Sometimes these are spot on, sometimes they're not. Um, you know, I find a lot of similarities, especially in what I follow in my own uh, astrological side. I'm a cusp, uh, so I am both a Taurus and a Gemini. I was born on the day of the night, actually, uh, between both of the signs. Um, I was I was actually um, being born uh, on the 20th of May, and uh, you know, I was I was. My birth certificate says the 20th of May, but I in full came out on the 21st, which is the day uh, that separates the Taurus from the Gemini. And so I have a whole bunch of different qualities from both uh, and a whole bunch of not qualities from either, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, But there are 12 different horoscope signs, each with its own strengths and weaknesses, traits, desires, and way of viewing the world. Your personal astrological sign is based on the position of the sun on the day that you were born. Take a look below to learn what your astrological sign is and we'll discover a little bit powerful traits and secrets. Now, obviously, I'm not going to go through every single one of everybody's horoscope. As much as I'd love to do that, you can throw that into Google and you can take a look at it anytime you'd like. But I will go through uh, a couple of the highlights for each one and then I'll talk to you about what that means for you in case you just 
go by the horoscope and what you see in the paper, or maybe it comes up on your phone, you get an email once in a while, you can delve a little bit deeper and find out what that actually means for you. So Aries is March 21st through April 19th, and their traits are eager, dynamic, quick, and competitive. Taurus, which is me, uh, April 20th through May 20th is strong, dependable, sensual, and creative. True. Gemini, which is also me, uh, is May 21st through June 20th, and it's versatile, expressive, curious, and kind. Cancer, which is June 21st to July 21st, is intuitive, sentimental, compassionate, and protective. Leo, which is July 23rd through August 22nd, is dramatic, outgoing, fiery, and self-assured. Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd, is practical, loyal, gentle, and analytical. Libra, which is September 23rd to October 22nd, is social, fair-minded, diplomatic, and gracious. Scorpio is October 23rd to November 21st, which is passionate, stubborn, resourceful, and brave. Sagittarius, November 22nd to December 21st, is extroverted, optimistic, funny, and generous. Capricorn, which is December 22nd to January 19th, which is serious, independent, disciplined, and tenacious. Aquarius, which is January 20th to February 18th, is deep, imaginative, original, and uncompromising. And Pisces, which is February 19th to March 20th, which is affectionate, empathetic, wise, and artistic. What is a zodiac? The zodiac is made up of 12 constellations and signs, dividing the sky into 12 sections. These pieces of the cosmos are ruled by the constellation they are affiliated with, forming each member of the zodiac. These 12 sections are further defined by the elements they are affiliated with and the planets that they are ruled by. For example, the sun travels through each sign throughout the year, making significant shifts that occur about every 30 days. However, we also see the changes occur in other planets and the moon soar through our galaxy, enriching our lives with a variety of challenges, blessings, and emotional movement. The sign that any given planet is placed under will give us the insight around how that celestial bod is acting in the moment, providing a map for the energy we contend with throughout the day. The Elements of the Zodiac Signs Each of the zodiac signs is ruled by an element fire, earth, air, or water. Each of the elements is characterized by different strengths and tendencies. But how each star sign is affected by its element is unique to that sign. Water signs are seen as shy, reserved, and sensitive, but also intuitive and in tune with their feelings. They make natural empaths. With an ability to tap into the motions of the people around them, they're nurturing towards the ones they love, but need to be careful that they're not overly giving with anyone who might take advantage of this quality. The water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Fire signs, meanwhile, are known for passion, creativity, competitiveness, and inspiration. Earth signs are considered conservative, realistic, and down-to-earth. Patience is what gets them ahead of life because they understand the importance of building up personal or professional goals over time. They love to be spoiled, but the same for anyone lucky enough to win their affections, the earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Finally, air signs are thought of as rational, social, and intellectual. People with a sign are naturally friendly, communicative, and analytical. 
Their curiosity makes them excellent students, and most continue to self-educate long after they've been completed in formal schooling. They love keeping up to date with their friends, but need to be mindful to carve out time for quiet reflection, avoid overstimulation, anxiety, or insomnia. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Zodiac sign traits are intuitive, and each one are rulers of the zodiac. Each of the zodiac signs is also associated with, associated with a planet or a ruler. This planet exerts a stronger influence over a given sign than any other planet. It affects how your zodiac sign interacts with others, approaches life, and forms relationships. A sign's temperament is often defined by its planetary ruler, bringing through a passive, aggressive, conservative, receptive, or extroverted personality type. The traditional planets, Mars, Venus, Mercury, Saturn, and Jupiter, all serve more than one sign. Now, the sun and the moon are assigned only to Leo and Cancer. Mars-ruled signs tend to be motivated by passions and can sometimes lead towards aggressive or impulsive behaviors. Mercury-ruled signs have a natural curiosity, making them excellent students and communicators. With Venus as a planetary ruler, we see a desire for romance, aesthetics, and luxury. Saturn can bring out a strained or traditional personality type who values structure and order. Jupiter bestows the signs it rules with optimism and larger-than-life energy. The sun's rulership of Leo can be credited for this member of the zodiac's warmth and sense of pride. The moon is responsible for Cancer's intuition and nurturing tendencies. These seven celestial bodies solely governed zodiac for centuries. But as astronomers continued to discover planets, some members of the zodiac were given a secondary or modern ruler. Pluto represents power and transformation, aligning with the intensity that it brings to Scorpios. Uranus is known to shake things up, bring an unpredictable element to Aquarius signs. Meanwhile, Neptune is thought to be responsible for the dreamy outlook of Pisces. Though the modern planetary rulers have prominent roles in the signs they govern, it is important to take into account each sign's traditional planets as well, and how these rulers work together. In addition to having planetary ruler, each member of the zodiac has a house. That is its natural ruler of... If you've ever pulled up your birth chart, you've likely noticed that it's divided into 12 sections, each of which are correlated with a number. These numbers make up the house system and will give you additional insights to help you unlock the secrets of your natal chart. While Aries is the natural ruler of the first house, it won't necessarily govern your personal first house unless you're an Aries rising. The first house of the zodiac is always ruled by your rising sign and is known as the house of self. It can provide information regarding our identities, as well as physical appearances. It can even uncover information surrounding our births. The second house rules money, and it's what helps someone feel secure. Information around how a person learns and communicates can be found in the third house, while the fourth tells the story of your home life. The fifth house rules creative expression and leisure activities, while astrologers turn to the sixth house to learn more about someone's daily routines and health. Love and relationship matters are spotlighted in the seventh house, while the eighth house is often referred to as the house of sex, death, and taxes. Our spiritual paths can be understood through the ninth house, and our career paths unfold in the tenth. Your connection to community and social activism will be found in the eleventh house, as well as group activities you like to participate in. 
The 12th house is perhaps the most misunderstood area of the birth chart as it rules the unseen, the subconscious, and the secrets. While reading your natal chart, you'll want to pay close attention to the rulers of each house in your chart and take note of your planetary placements and how they interact with one another. The house system is the backbone of any astrology reading, allowing us to interpret many areas of our life piece by piece. Tropical and Ceridial Astrology Tropical astrology is typically practiced by Western astrologers and is formed around the traditional dates and equinoxes and solstices. It finds these calculations are based off of its relationship to the sun. Sidereal astrology takes a different approach toward calculating planetary placements. It considers the wobble of the earth on its axis and pays more attention to the movement of our constellations versus the fixed nature of our sun. Why do people believe in astrology? People believe in astrology for many reasons, which won't be the same for all. Some take at surface level interest, turning their daily horoscopes for a glimmer of what the day might hold. Others plummet into extensive dives into their natal charts in an effort to understand themselves and those around them more clearly. This is a general belief that a greater force in the cosmos has an effect on us, humble humans, which can leave us turning to the heavens for the clarity in our paths. Hopefully this gave you a better understanding of astrology and how it affects us in our everyday. Thank you so much for staying with the podcast long enough to notice this hidden episode and hopefully you can align yourself with your astrology today and your horoscope going forward with a better understanding of what house it is that you're from and what these horoscopes mean for you. Until the next time, make sure to tune in every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Tell your family, friends, and subscribe to the podcast channel. You can catch me at Life Over Matter Podcast on Instagram. In the meantime, until then, I hope that you have an amazing morning, a great afternoon, and good night. Thank you.